so vain I'm pretty sure the song is about me I'm so vain Don't you think the song is about me? Don't you, don't you Oh, today is Friday, May 28th, 2021. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a little show called This Joe Batanz, a show where I talk about the many events in my life. A little peek behind the curtain. This is far from May 28th, but uh, go with me. Go into the illusion, because that's all, that's all life is. Life is an illusion, and we talk about it right here on This Joe Batanz, right here. On Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of this Joe Batanz today, even though it's not Friday, May 28th, 2021, we are discussing the events of Friday, May 28th, 2021, and uh, just to put a button, we're also going to cover Saturday, May 29th, it's all going to happen in one episode, oh, I just dropped a can, an empty can, it's all going to happen on one episode, all right, but uh, we're going to be discussing all those events, basically the end, we're going to wrap up my trip to Seattle today, um... Per what what seemed to be the usual course of events is uh, Aiden and I woke up Friday morning and walked uh, the 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 you know one hundred feet or so to uh, the Pike Place Starbucks, saw all our friends there, said hi, did the usual Joe Batant show at the Starbucks. Uh, not that anything, it, I mean, it was a usual friendly banter with everybody there, but not the usual, like, but no, it wasn't anything unusual that happened. It was just like, hey, everyone, and they were like, Joe, and I walk in, I was like, for a week, I was a regular at this Starbucks. And, uh, sort of shot the breeze, and then from there, we went to, and I don't know if I've talked about this, because we did go several times during the trip. We went to this French place, which I believe, if it's not right next door to the Starbucks, is maybe two doors away, called Le Panier. Yeah, I know we talked about this because Deckhead and and uh, other people were like, oh, I love how Joe says Le Panier, but then uh, it says croissants, like an American. But I, here's the thing. I don't know why I wanted to say Le Panier correctly, or at least pronounced correctly. I don't know if I'm actually saying it with the right accent, but... um. I don't think I am. I know I'm not actually. Um, but I don't know why saying maybe because there isn't a, a homophonic. What the fuck did you just call me? There isn't a homophonic uh, equivalent in English, but there is for croissant because we started saying croissant, you know. But uh, I'm not gonna go like. And I went and got a croissant. You know, it's like, it's like that old joke that people tell about like newscasters. They have a perfect you know, broadcast accent of American English. And then they'll be like, hello, welcome to NBC four news at four o'clock. My name is Juan Carlos Pollo. And you're like, first of all, your name is John Charles chicken. But, uh, also like they do that like thick accent all of a sudden just on Spanish. That also sounds silly too. There has to be some sort of middle ground. 
There has to be some sort of middle ground. You know, from with a Joe Batant personality, what you could do is you do the middle ground by just overly pronouncing the word, so then it becomes like a joke. Um, but anyway, so we we went there to get brie, baguette, croissants. We got a whole bunch of French pastries. It's very very good. I will say that it is very very good. Uh, and so we went there after Starbucks to get our our breakfast. And then we just went back to the hotel room and ate ate them there. And um, we played some Fire Emblem. I think that's what we did for the morning was play Fire Emblem. And now at that point, I wasn't really playing Fire Emblem. It was on my Switch. But uh, Aiden went in and he did a bunch of configuring where he made... Cause, for those of you that don't play Fire Emblem, and I, I really do think one of the reasons I think I want to stream my Switch on Twitch is because I'm a fierce fucking bitch. No, but also because I uh, there is I, I know this is hard to believe, and if anyone's listening and 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 you can prove me wrong, it would only benefit me. Fire Emblem is a fantastic game. It is fantastic. It is probably one of the best video games. I've ever played from my personal taste from what I like in a video game. Okay. However, there is a lot taken for granted in the game that it assumes, you know, how to play that kind of game. I will say I'm playing the game and I'm having a lot of fun. I don't entirely know what I'm doing. It's just when I knew 5% of what I was doing before. Now I know 30% of what I'm doing. But I would still love to get to like 90 or 100% knowing what I'm doing. Even though I wonder if that would take the fun out of it. Because it's very similar for those who don't know what it is at all. It's very similar to almost like a Dungeons and Dragons or... Um, what Adam Vaught started playing it in uh, China. And he read an article about it that, that called it chess with a story. And I think that is such a great mix. And for those of you who also play video games... There's like a weird element. There's an Animal Crossing style element to it too. One of those things. So like, I know I'm getting on a, on a tangent here about Fire Emblem. You know what? I'll keep Fire Emblem. That'll be a this job a tense episode. Okay, because I'm I'm short two episodes. So remind me that one of them will just be all about Fire Emblem. And then you can, if you don't want to hear about it, you can skip it. It'll be a video game centric episode. And if you don't want to hear, that's an episode you can just skip. Uh, okay, so then from, after we played Fire Emblem, then we decided to go to, we, I think we'd only walked a little bit around Pike Place Market. We'd only done the food, which is sort of on the fringe, but we had yet to do, um, the full-blown Pike Place experience. So we decided to do that, and when we did, um, Aiden was dying to take me to a few places inside Pike Place Market that he thought I would really like. Um... So one of them was a place called Golden Age Collectibles. Here's the thing. Is Golden Age Collectibles is a very nerdy place that sells very touristy stuff for nerds. So it was like a whole wall full of, um, you know, Funko Pop dolls. Um, There was, you know, a bunch of like shitty reprints of scripts but made it look like the way a script looks a lot of uh manga a lot of like movie posters but not the movie posters i collect but more like traditional reprints of movie posters just like nerdy stuff 
There and it was nerd nerdy people. And by the way, very popular store in Pike Place Market. A lot of people in line to get in. Uh, and um, now, by the way, when we were walking to Golden Age Collectibles, we passed by the Magic Shop, and Aiden really wanted me to go to the Magic Shop. Uh, he wanted to see me go inside of a Magic Shop, but it was closed. We think we we think we walked by around eleven thirty, and it said we opened at noon or some. Or we walked by at eleven fifteen, and they opened at eleven thirty, something like that. And um. So I was like, all right, whatever. So we go to Golden Age Collectibles first. And, you know, I walked around. He was very into it because he likes that kind of stuff, like Pokemon. They had a lot of Pokemon stuff. And, like I said, manga and all that jazz. And I was just like, ugh, this is all crap. Look at this fucking crap. What are you going to do with this crap? It's all crap, you know? So, But I walked around pretend to be interested. But, you know, what do I need, like a a Wonder Woman magnet for or something like that. But, you know, he really wanted me to see it and enjoy it. So I put on the, you know, like, oh my God, this is so great. You know what's so funny? I'm saying nothing, you know, all tea, no shade. Is Babalu and Taylor, I think, would really like this store. <laughs> By the stupid crap that they want, you know? But it wasn't for me. And... um so we leave there, and then there was also a place there. You know, I briefly described it this way on uh, on one of the shows, but I talked about how we went to an old, I would almost really call it an old paper goods store, like an antique paper goods store in Pike Place Market. They sold reprints and originals of, like, really old maps or might be movie posters, just anything paper. Uh, it could be uh, a magazine advertisement, old magazines, old uh, anything paper that was old. There were reprints of it, and also um, the originals, right? Varying degrees. And one of the things that was there when I walked in, and it was displayed prominently in a plastic sleeve, was uh, uh, a poster from 1952. Of a promotion for it's called like a almost like it's not a broadside, it has a different name for it. But promote I better let my window open because it's just Joe Batanz. But promoting the Orange County Fair. And now, you know, I lived a big chunk of my life in Orange County. My brother lives there now. And um and it's very cool because what, what they, they were promoting it because they had like really odd, quirky things on this, like some guy's like reptile farm or something. It was like a really cool looking poster. And it was from Orange County from 1952. My brother loves that stuff. My brother loves like stuff from the 50s, especially stuff that's Orange County. So I call him, I send him a picture. And I said, do you want this? And he goes, yeah. So he sends me the money and I buy it for him. Um, I haven't told him this, but I paid for the shipping, which was kind of pricey. Uh, but he, but he bought the bulk of it, you know, and then I paid for the shipping that was my gift for him. And then, um, and, uh, so we, Aiden had to stand around while I took care of that. And the guy who was doing that was very slow and weird. You know, everyone that works at, a lot of the people that work at this Pike Place Market stuff are weird. Now, by the way, one thing that everyone always asks about is, was I there for the throwing of the fish? I walked several times by the place that throws the fish. 
Okay. Uh, I never saw them throw the fish. I don't know when it happens, how it happens, how frequently it happens. I never saw the throwing of the fish, but I did, I know where it is. And it's in a very prominent place in Pike Place Market, but I have no idea when it happens, how it happens, why it happens. Nothing. Never happened when I was there. But when you take the stairs directly in front of the place where they throw the fish and you go down, there is another location called the Gum Wall. And it's this weird, um, I don't want to call it like an alleyway, but the walls are just plastered. People just stick their fucking pieces of gum on this wall. And then you just walk around looking at other people's chewed up gum on the wall. I was telling Avad about it. Like, okay, it's interesting. I think there's a picture of me on Discord with Aiden at the gum wall. If not, I'll post it there later in the This Job With Hands channel. But, um... What I was telling Adam Vaughn is actually when you're there, it's very easy to see if you remove the gum from the walls, which I hear, which Raymers told us they do occasionally and start, start fresh, you know, so it's not too bad. It's actually a beautiful alleyway. It's a very, it's a, it's stuff that I like. Like I like dark and dank and like brick and old, and that's what it is. And, uh, yeah, so that, that we went to the gum wall. And then, you know, uh, eventually it was 11.30 a.m. or noon. And um, I uh, we went to the magic shop. Now, I knew this was going to happen. Again, this isn't a tourist trap. First of all, for the most part, I don't really like magic shops. I think they're cool in theory, and my dream would always be to open an authentically cool magic shop. But, um, but for the most part, I don't like magic shops. They usually... Because... No one's there to buy real magic stuff, real magic supplies. Magicians can just get those online now, especially. Um, they make their money by selling, like, gags and pranks and masks and Halloween supplies and tricks and jokes and uh, stupid magic crap or, like, really basic magic shop magic tricks. And uh, just, it's just not fun for me. I don't like it. But I went in, and I, I mean, look, I shouldn't say I don't like, I don't, I'm not, like, excited to go to a magic shop, let me put it this way. Uh, and so I went in, and it was just your typical magic shop, it's just inside of a Pike Place Market. And again, it's a tourist trap. <clears throat> it's meant for the tourists. I did land up buying a couple, uh, uh, one deck of cards, sorry. Ramers gave me a deck of cards when we hung out, a very cool deck of cards that re- uh, represents typography. And then I throw the deck of cards at the magic shop. I actually, I don't know if you guys know this, I love collecting old decks, of, like very specific decks of cards. I shouldn't say old, not necessarily old. This was a new deck of cards, but I have taste in decks of cards and this is one I liked. And, uh, I, um, I bought a couple of decks of cards. No, one deck of cards. I'm sorry. And I'm just saying that because I have two decks of cards right here in front of me. One is the one Raymers gave me and then one is the one that I bought. And, uh, and then we left, and we went back to the hotel. Aiden kind of got his stuff together and whatnot, and then he had to go to work. So then he left to go to work. I also, th- I'm sure there was a stop at the way on his way home, either to the apartment or his mom's house, to poop because, like I said, I never saw him poop once. Um, and then I was actually very tired. So right after he left, I took literally. I don't think because usually when I take a nap, it's an hour and a half. This one was. Three hours. I slept from like one o'clock till about four. That sounds right. I slept from about one o'clock until four. And then I woke up 
or twelve thirty to three thirty, something around that neighborhood. Like right when he left, I took a three hour nap. And when I woke up, I wanted, I was hungry, and so I, you know, I, I, I don't know, I talked about it in the show, but so there's a, a clam chowder place is very highly regarded in Pike Place Market. It won a bunch of awards, but because it's so highly regarded, and because Pike Place Market is a tourist trap, huge line, huge line. And when we were walk, when I was walking by the other day, I saw this long line, and they were telling me they were in line for like 45 minutes for some clam chowder, and I was like, whatever. But what's funny is. There are a bunch of signs along the line that say, don't want to stand in line? Order online at this website. So I, I clocked it. It wasn't a hard website. I can't remember what it's called. These are called Pike Place Chowder or something like that. And I went online. I ordered online. They, 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 they said, come down in 10 minutes. You know, So I waited 10 minutes or whatever, and then I walked down there. And my food was waiting there for me. I picked it up, walked right back past the long line, and went back to my hotel room and ate the clam chowder. And uh, no one was the wiser. I was so happy. Didn't have to stay in that long line. Uh, now, look, I, I, look. it could be one of the things that people are at Pike Place and they're not going to... I don't know. It was really strange. I don't know why they did that. It was very strange. Um, then, actually, believe it or not, I had a li- I was like, all right, well, I eat my clam chowder. It's 4.30 or 5 o'clock. Uh, what am I going to do? And I thought, oh, well, why don't I go on the stage on Discord and we'll do half an hour, an hour, and then I'll figure something else out to do. Okay. Uh, I was going to go explore some more, go do something, right? For those of you that weren't there, I think I was on the stage until like 9 o'clock. I think it was over three hours long. Like, I think we were on the stage forever. And there were a lot of big reveals. I think this is the one where Nami revealed a bunch and everyone revealed a bunch. Maybe it wasn't the Nami one. I don't know. There was a bunch of reveals on that episode of the stage. It was insanity. And uh, that was a good one. And then literally right when I got off, Aiden was getting off work. And uh, he picked up some Chipotle for us. And we ate it in the hotel room and watched videos on YouTube. And then went to bed. It was a pretty simple night for my last full day in Seattle. Now, the next day, you know, the next day there really wasn't much to it. We went up. We I, Well, actually, this time uh, Aiden slept in. And uh, I woke up early and I went to Starbucks. Well, I actually woke up extra early because I wanted to go to the Starbucks even earlier because I was leaving. So I wanted to pick up all the merch I was going to buy to take back home. And uh, I wanted to do it early. Guys, it was Saturday of Memorial Day weekend. There was a huge line at 6.30 in the morning. I was like, ugh. So I stood in line for like 20. It wasn't a huge line. It was like three or four people. But it stood in line for like 20 minutes. But the thing is, the reason the line is so long is people... St- I can't, I'm telling you guys, I promise you, it's just a normal Starbucks. That even has less stuff. And it takes forever because people just want to sit in there and relish that they're on the first Starbucks. Um, said goodbye to my boyfriend, Andy, who was there and said bye to him. And we went. On, I went on my day. Went back to the hotel. Um, Aiden and I had breakfast. We had we had tried going to this place called uh, Biscuit Bitch. Uh, that was only a few. It was highly regarded. But the thing was that um, you, you have to. You, they only will take online orders, and we didn't know that at first. And so I finally ordered online. Uh, and um, then we had Biscuit Bitch for breakfast, which was actually really good. And I went back. I would make it a, a point to eat there for breakfast as well. And then um, I packed up my things, uh, we checked out, and I put my stuff in his car, and then we drove over to uh, the pier, because he wanted me to take me to this other shop called Yield Curiosity Shop. I don't think he had been since he was a child. Again, a fucking other tourist trap. 
And then we sat by, it was very whatever. We were there for five minutes and we left. I think he was disappointed. He thought it'd be cooler. And then we sat and like watched the seagulls for a few minutes. And then he just drove me around a little part of Seattle. I went to go see where they had Chaz from earlier. And then um, I flew home. You know, he dropped me off at the airport. It was very romantic. It was very nice. We only have a little bit of time left. I'll say this. I'll say, you know, I'm actually going to pause because so, there's so little left. I'm going to pause it for a second. Uh, let me pause. Go to the audio here and pause it. Okay. So we go to the airport. Um, you know, we kiss goodbye. All that. Blah, 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 blah. Yada, yada, yada. Romantic. We did, you know, because we were a little early, um, we did park in a neighborhood and just chat for a bit in a neighborhood and talk and have a really good time. Spending our last time around each other. Then we went to the airport. And he dropped me off. It was very romantic. And I went in and... No real just checking in, no real drama checking in or, or anything like that. And then um, uh, my airplane, um, I boarded my airplane and I was in first class again, but I was in a seat by myself. There was a row of single seats and then the, uh, across the aisle were two seaters. But not, first class wasn't really that populated. So there was a woman, she had two seats to herself. And uh, because it was Saturday, Drag Race uh, Down Under had air uh, dropped, and so I had downloaded it onto my iPad before my flight, so I could watch it and take notes and do my homework on the flight. So on the flight down, I was watching Drag Race Down Under, which was the episode when they had to do the yeast uh, spread commercial. And uh, if you haven't watched it, you don't, you don't know, but they did this yeast spread commercial, and there was one where uh, the, the actually the drag queen who went home that night that day did one that was um, about piss. It was called Piss. So, uh, whatever. The It's a very short flight. It's only, I think the flight back was even shorter. It was only two hours. So, we land at the airport, and I'm, and I'm getting off the plane. And uh, as I'm getting off the plane, uh, this woman approaches me, and she says, Can I ask you a question? The woman that was sitting across the aisle from me. And I said, go ahead. And she says, do you, are you a, do you review television shows? And I said, well, I review RuPaul's Drag Race specifically. And she goes, oh, I, I couldn't help but notice that you were watching it. And I hope you don't mind. I was watching over your shoulder as you were watching. And I was like, oh. And she says, do you know RuPaul? And I said, no. And she said, oh. Because I noticed that, you know, one of the drag queens did something about piss, and that was gross, and I didn't like it. And I was like, yeah, that person wasn't a good commercial. And she said, tell RuPaul that that was really gross, they should, that she should do better than that. And I go, I didn't say anything, because I already told her I don't know RuPaul. And then literally the entire time, she stayed with me the entire time we were walking from the plane to the front of the airport. And she was like telling me all the different things I need to tell RuPaul, how she, you know, when she was, she's probably, her, she's probably about RuPaul's age, actually. When she was growing up, she hung out with a bunch of trans people and drag queens, so she knows that world very well, yada, 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 and then her favorite, she did, I don't know, by the front of the airport, she was telling me who her favorite disco artists were, and I was like, okay, well, very good, and she left, went on her way. Then it was, of course, I don't know how, the airport I was landed at, it couldn't be easier. My parents were super confused on how to pick me up, but they did. And then uh, to wrap things up, um, you know, the cover story I'd given was that John Paul and I, I never told John Paul this, had gone to Seattle. He was going for work and I tagged along. And so um, on the freeway, my dad goes, oh, so what time did John Paul leave? And I went, what are you talking about? 
And he goes, John Paul, the person you went to Seattle with? And I was like, oh, oh. I was like, oh, he left in the morning. And that, my friends, was uh, the Seattle trip. Uh, very, 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 very nice time. A wonderful time. Uh, Aiden and I are already planning more trips. Uh, I'm going to see him probably in LA in Labor Day weekend. For sure in October. For sure at Christmas. I know for a fact in New York on Valentine's weekend. So everything's going well. You know, I, uh, couldn't complain. It was a very, it was a very nice and very important and a very nice trip. I think we needed that to sort of like cement what had become, well, it still is, a long-distance relationship, but what had also become a very, almost like a pen pal situation, and I wanted to add some, something real to it, and I think we did that. All right, tomorrow we'll talk about the real things that happen in current time, right here on This Job of Tants, right here on Afterthought Media. <laughs>